Thanks for tuning in to our Cypress Church podcast. To learn more about our church, visit our website at cypresschurch.net and join us for our Sunday morning services at 9 and 11 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes for more. that fun hero music uh, just kind of puts us in the mood for our series that we're continuing to go through, the Hero Initiative, following Jesus through heroic service to others. Uh, You see that on your worship folder as you walked in, Uh, but good morning and a good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, Welcome, uh, those of you who are here and those who are, are visiting or Checking us out online or through our app, we're glad that you're here. Uh, You know, one of the reasons we love hero stories is that they show us that someone can move from ordinary, maybe even a a little bit below ordinary, normal, and become amazing. God does that with people. I mean, look at David, King David from the Bible. The last of a line of tall, handsome brothers, and then there's David who hangs out with the sheep, uh, but a diamond in the rough. God builds him into a giant killer, uh, a leader of mighty men, and the greatest king besides Jesus that will ever rule over Israel. God calls normal people to a hero's adventure, and amazing things happen. We see this with all other biblical characters and stories, with the story of Joseph and Esther or or Abraham or Noah or Hannah, Jeremiah, Mary, the mother of Jesus. Each of these have been moved from ordinary to extraordinary. And not because they were perfect, but because of their passion in faith. For responding to a hero's adventure takes passion over perfection. And it's the same really with us. Now, we love the story of Captain America, right? Well, well, being that um, I was born in Canada, I tried to find a Canadian hero. Just, uh, okay, there's a few other ones of those, but I wanted to find a superhero type. And I searched and searched, and I did come up with one, and it's Duke Kaboom from Toy Story 4. And you're laughing because that's about how I felt when I found out that's the major Canadian hero that I could find. Now, what's fun about that is that uh, uh, when they animated Duke, you know, the the greatest uh, stuntman in all of Canada with his uh, action figure moves, uh, when they uh, did the animation, it was all done by Canadian animators. And the voice of Duke is... Who is a Canadian? Just, but you know that was probably not the best hero. So I thought of maybe a hero in the sports 
world. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I came up with a, a NBA team that just happened to be Canadian. Now, I don't know if you happened to watch the NBA Finals championships, but you know who won, right? You see, no, see let's have the same thing first service. Everybody just drops dead because really nobody cares. Because who won was a Canadian team, right? And yes, I have the t-shirt, the championship, Toronto Raptors, they won. And yeah, okay, well, that was, uh, you know, I, come on, it's Canada. Just give them something, would you? Uh, but Captain America truly is a better story. Yes? Yes. And, and, and I even have his socks on. I got my Captain America socks on today and... Uh, It's great. Well, I've actually met him. You can see the picture of me and Cap. Um, Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we know each other. And and I don't know if you know this, but um, he's um, got a little thing for Queen Elsa, just just so you know uh, um, that's going on. But he... uh, in In the movie, Captain America, he was a scrawny guy, but yet incredible passion in honesty and creativity and bravery and grit, and he became a true hero. And because the truth is, the responding to a hero's adventure takes passion over perfection. And we see this so clearly in Jesus' hero call to Peter, the Apostle Peter, in Mark chapter 1, verses 16 to 20. Now remember, we've been talking about this idea of how God is calling us on this, take it, call us to take up this hero's initiative that God has a hero's adventure for each one of us. And, and Jesus really is the hero of heroes. We looked at that in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, that uh, uh, Jesus is that hero of heroes. And, and he hero-made Peter, the apostle Peter. And through Peter's life example and, and his writings in First and Second Peter, we can respond to God's call to be the hero we are created to be. And so we have this all-church focus that we're uh, going on these next couple of weeks. We're, we're looking at, mostly to be looking in the book of First and Second Peter, but these introductory times getting us understanding who Peter is and Jesus, and he's the hero of heroes, and how he made hero, uh, uh, a hero out of uh, Peter. And so we have different elements to this uh, all-church focus. One is our Sunday sermons, and you can get those uh, now. Let's do them online. Another element is a daily devotional that we've created. A lot of people from our church have written this. It's a good daily devotional to walk through, and it's, it's, it's kind of like in a comic book, but it's, it's all Scripture inside there, and you'll see that. And, and you can uh, go through there, and then if you got in your worship folder these stickers, they kind of go with the daily devotional. They're kind of like a little reward Whenever you do a, a daily devotional, you find a little uh, place and you can stick them right there saying, oh, I, I had a quiet time today. And so that's an opportunity for you. Just a little, you know, encouragement for you each day. And it's, and it's just fun. And there's nothing wrong with having fun as, as uh, followers of Christ. And there's also uh, life groups that you will hear later about. But uh, life groups is a great opportunity, a smaller group of people to gather together. And I encourage you to uh, pick up a, a small group guide there in the back at the information desk the, or the uh, resource table out these double doors to the left there. And you can do that. And then there's an email that I send out each week. And you can uh, get a hold of that. That's on the app. Or you can just simply write in the card, hey, I want to get on Mike's weekly email list and we'll get you on that and you'll have that and that's to be encouraging and and so we've been looking at this and now this morning we're going to look at peter's call found in mark chapter 1 verses 16 to 20 walking through five features of a hero's adventure building in us a passion because 
responding to a hero's adventure is really passion over perfection. And so before we jump into this, if you wouldn't mind setting aside your Bibles for a second, why don't you stand, let's pray and ask God to, to challenge us this morning. Father God, thank you just for the joy it is to come here and not only witness Kyle's baptism, but also just to sing songs about you and to enjoy this time now delving into your word. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would reuse this time, challenge us to step out of that on that hero's adventure that you're calling us to as we look at Peter. So bless this time. Use it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a seat. And in the worship folder that you received when you walked in, not only did it have that thing of stickers in it that you can use, but also it has that card that uh, Victor talked about. We love a prayer request from you. There's an outline in there. There's some blanks on that. The answers will be up on the screen beside me. But if you want to go to the app, this all the note pages and stuff are on the app. And what's really cool about the app is that you can just kind of press a button and it fills it in for you. Uh, of course, you can grab uh, the study guide after the service, and it also has all of that on there for you as well. Uh, but I want to encourage you with that. Also, uh, if you uh, would like a Bible uh, to look through this morning, our ushers have a stack of Bibles. They're coming down the aisle. Just wave at them. They give you a loaner uh, for there. You can leave it on your seat when you're done. But I encourage you with that, and also, of course, looking at the devotional book in that. But before we jump into uh, Mark chapter 1, I want you to think of how you would respond to God coming to you and calling you out for a hero's adventure. What comes to mind when you think about responding to the hero adventure God has called you to? Maybe it's a little like this. Check out this video. Good morning. What do you mean? Do you mean to wish me a good morning, or do you mean that it is a good morning whether I want it or not? Or perhaps you mean to say that you feel good on this particular morning? Or are you simply stating that this is a morning to be good on? All of them at once, I suppose. Hmm. Can I help you? That remains to be seen. I'm looking for someone to share in an adventure. An adventure? Now, I don't imagine anyone west of Bree would have much interest in adventures. Nasty, disturbing, uncomfortable things. Make you late for dinner. <laughs> think that I should have lived to be good morning by Belladonna Took's son, as if I were selling buttons at the door. Beg your pardon? You've changed. I'm not entirely for the better, Bilbo Beckins. I'm sorry, do I know you? Well, you know my name, although you don't remember I belong to it. I'm Gandalf. And Gandalf means... Me. Not Gandalf, the wandering wizard who made such excellent fireworks. Old Toot used to have them on Midsummer's Eve. <laughs> no idea you were still in business. And where else should I be? <laughs> well, I'm pleased to find you remember something about me. Even if it's only my fireworks. 
that's decided. It'll be very good for you. Most amusing for me. I shall inform the others. Inform the who? What? No, no, no. Wait. We do not want any adventures here. Thank you. Not today. <laughs> not. I suggest you try over the hill or across the water. Good morning. Ah, uh, Tolkien. Ah. Uh... J.R.R. Tolkien, who wrote The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, uh, a man of deep theology and understanding of Scripture, captured well a lot of how we look at the adventure that God calls us to. We love our Hobbit sedentary life and desire to not want anything to make us late for supper. And so Bilbo is much like us humans. We tend to shy away from the hero adventure God invites us to join. And that invitation to step out our front door to the risky business of the unknown of what God could do. Uh, Later on, the dwarves show up, as you may know the story, and they're talking about the adventure. And Bilbo asks Gandalf about his safety, saying, can you promise that I will come back. Gandalf answers back very seriously, no. And if you do, you will not be the same. See, this hero adventure of serving God shapes us. It, It changes us. It reforms us God's way. And where we can move from the ordinary to the extraordinary, the people we were created to be. But it's not found in trying to be perfect. It's found in the passion of a choice of faith. So let's look at Peter's call and and five features of a hero's adventure and consider how we might make that passionate choice of faith as well. And so you have your Bibles open up to Mark chapter 1, verse, uh, we're looking at verses 16 to 20 and a few other places, but uh, the Gospel of Mark was written uh, by John Mark. Now, John Mark is a, is a, is a famous character in Scripture. You find his, uh, him in the Bible book of Acts, but he, he's also uh, um, noticed for being the first streaker in the New Testament. Some of you, I have your attention now. <laughs> if you want a Bible reference, look up Mark chapter 14, verses verse 51. Some of you are going right there, and that's all you're going to remember today. That's okay. But, but, but we're, well, let me read to you. Uh, but Mark, um, I'll read to you like Mark chapter 1. But Mark, John Mark, was also Peter's interpreter and scribe. And so when you read the Bible book of Mark, you're really hearing Peter's gospel. Matthew's gospel, Mark, which is Peter's gospel, John and then Luke, uh, uh, those Gospels. But, but let me read to you. So take your Bible and open it to Mark chapter 1. And uh, as Peter uh, scribes to Mark, he writes this, verse 16. Passing along the Sea of Galilee, he, that's Jesus, saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. 
And immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going a little further, he said to James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. They followed Jesus. Five features of a hero's adventure with a response as we seek to join our own hero's adventure with passion. The first feature of a hero's adventure is that it's personal. And our response is to notice Jesus. Mark chapter 1, verse 16, passing along the sea, he, that's Jesus, saw. He saw Simon and Andrew. Going a little further, verse 19, he, Jesus, saw James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Of all the fishermen uh, on the sea that day, and one commentator estimated thousands, Jesus laid eyes on these four. It was personal. Jesus handpicked these guys and knew this hero's adventure was for them. And Jesus sees the same in each of us. It's not that it's some mass uh, uh, appeal. It's a personal invitation. We know the difference. You get a mass email that even sounds personal, you know it's not. The wording in there, it's just not quite personal to you. And yet God comes to us and is very personal with us. I know that uh, I was a youth pastor many years ago, and I was going to the inner city of New York, uh, reaching out to the poorest of the poor, and I just happened to be reading some uh, uh, biographies of Mother Teresa. And I thought, you know, I'm going to write her, because some of the things she wrote were very inspiring and encouraging. And you know what? She wrote me back. And it's before she died. I have it up in my office, just a little tiny uh, letter written on the back of an old flyer. <laughs> but it's her signature. And uh, uh, the fact that she would write me just seemed, wow. But way more than that, God of the universe, who is according to Psalm 139, has uh, intimately acquainted with all of our ways, set together every cell of our body, and knows us completely, fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows the very hairs on our head, and he has them numbered according to Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 to 31. He knows our potential. He knows everything about us. He's personal with us. The question is, do we notice him? Peter and the others did, and it moved them passionately to follow Jesus. How about you? See, it's not that these guys were perfect fishermen or even perfect people. They were just ordinary guys, handpicked by Jesus. And Jesus is saying the same to each of us. Let that move you. Let that create a new little fire of passion to know that, that God is personal with you. Responding to a hero's adventure takes passion over perfection. Another feature of a hero's adventure is it's private. And our response is to stop for Jesus. In Mark chapter 1, verse 17, it says, And Jesus said to them, it was private. He talked to them. Verse 20, same thing. He called them. Jesus went up to these guys. It took effort to go to them privately. Could you imagine the, the creator of the universe coming to you at work or, 
or school or at home while you're doing the laundry. But truthfully, he has and is privately seeking to connect with each of you. I remember when I learned of faith, uh, I, I, it was kind of a distant thought. And then I began to grow in understanding that God is individually thinking of me. His thoughts outnumber the sands of the seashore. He knows my name. He knows about me. He was there intimately at my creation. And it began to move me that the God of the universe would care about me. And he does for you. He knows you. It's not like you're some insignificant person out there in the sea of humanity. God is so all-knowing that he knows exactly everything about you and even some things you don't know about yourself. Boy, let that move you. Ephesians 1.4 says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. Wow, knowing that God cares and cares about me, an insignificant person, it moves me. That Jesus cares about me, he cares about you, he cares about us individually. First, wanting us to come to, to faith, like Kyle was talking about it. And because the truth is, is that even though we may want to have this hero's adventure with God, there's something that stands in the way. There's a, a major block. It's called sin. Sin stops us from experiencing all God has for us in life. It holds us out of heaven and it stops us from really knowing God in a personal way. And there's literally nothing we can do to remove that block. You can't somehow melt it away by going to church or somehow give enough money so somehow it just kind of is taken away or, or somehow jackhammer it by doing good works. None of that works. That's why we humanity is in such a desperate split state. We need a Savior. And that's why Jesus came. And many of you have already come to the place where you believe in Jesus like Kyle and you understand that he alone, Jesus alone, takes your, your sin and he took it, takes it away. And now we have that opportunity through faith to start this relationship with God. So we are now to follow him. And if you've not yet come to that place, boy, seek out someone who has. Talk to Kyle. He can tell you. I can talk to others. There's others that would love to share with you how you can know Christ personally. But once we do, we are to follow Jesus on our own hero adventure. But it's not like a, a job interview where our perfection of skills and know-how is what Jesus needs. But what Jesus comes to each of us privately with and says, will you stop and choose to live life his way and follow the adventure that he's leading you on and follow him? Not that we become all occupational pastors or missionaries, but we seek to serve the Lord in our calling, whatever that is, to serve the Lord as we work in sales, as we teach, as we lead in a company and work in the medical field, as we, as a software designer, a firefighter, a stay-at-home parent, in the government, in policing, in whatever job or vocation God has you in, and take on that hero's initiative to heroically serve God's purposes. See, the Lord of all creation has sought you out and privately called you 
Boy, let that well up within you a passion. For responding to a hero's adventure takes passion over perfection. Now, yes, the hero's adventure is private, but it's also public. And our response is to feel with Jesus. In, in Mark 1, again, verse 17, Jesus said to them, follow me. And he said, I will make you fishers of men. And verse 20, immediately he called them Jesus. And they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. It's a call to care about what Jesus cares about. And what Jesus cares about, yes, doing God's will, but in that is to care about people. Jesus is moved with compassion towards others. Matthew 9, verse 36, when, when he, Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. That word compassion isn't just say, oh, you know, I really feel for those people. No, it's actually a word that means he literally wretched inside himself with hurt and pain over what others were doing and what others were experiencing. He had compassion on them because they were harassed and, and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus was moved with that deep, gut-wrenching feeling. His heart broke for people's pain and struggling and that they didn't know God. Matthew 14, 14, Jesus moved with compassion to heal the sick. Matthew 18, 27, Jesus moved with compassion to touch and heal a leper. In Matthew 20, verse 34, Jesus moved with compassion to heal the blind. See, see this, this, this hero adventure Jesus calls us to is not to make us great or famous or rich or to get noticed or, or for life to be easier or to have that nice house and nice things and children that, that make us look good. It's the fulfilling adventure of caring about others, to following God's call, living a life in obedience and worship to him and, and getting about the business he's called us to, 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 to be a blessing, a help, an encouragement, a support, a relief, a benefit to others. Yes, it involves telling them about salvation in Jesus and his great love, but it's also to love other people. Jesus was, was approached in, in, in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to around 37 by uh, one who is very adept in the Jewish law. And he comes up to him testing Jesus, saying, Jesus, what is the greatest and the foremost commandment of them all? Boy, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees and other religious leaders just waiting to jump on him. And Jesus says, well, there's actually two. The first is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And the second is like it. It's to love your neighbor as yourself. They're two sides of the same coin. You can't love God and not love others. You can't truly love others without loving God. And then someone asked him, well, who's my neighbor? And Jesus tells a story, which he does to put an image into our mind. And they're all listening. And he said, there's a man who went and he got robbed, taken of everything he had, even his clothes, and thrown to the side of the road. People are kind of raptured on that kind of a story. Ooh, what's going to happen? Well, some religious people, Jesus says, come by. And the, the crowd probably thinks, okay, these religious people are going to go help this poor soul because they take on the character of God. They're religious. They're going to help this person. And Jesus says they step on the other side of the road and stay as far away from this poor soul as possible. 
Now, some in the crowd may say, you know what, that's, that's probably the best thing to do because these religious people, they're, they're holy men. They shouldn't be involved with somebody who's obviously had problems. That's why they are beaten and, and on the side of the road. And so they're thinking, okay, maybe that's the right thing. Who's going to come and help this poor soul? And Jesus picks the most unlikely person in the crowd that the crowd would know. He says a Samaritan, which was despised by the crowd, came and loved him, picked him up, gave salve to his wounds, put some clothes around him, put him on his donkey, took him over to an inn, paid for him for a night to take care of him. And Jesus says, that's being a neighbor. See, it's to to love other people. The hero adventure is in helping humanity and to love people like Jesus loves people. So will we love Jesus enough to feel with Jesus and care about people like Jesus? See, it's not that we need to be a perfect Christian all the time and their life is all together. But to love Jesus enough to do our best to love and to care for others. See, responding to a hero's adventure takes passion over perfection. And the truth is, This hero adventure, it's pricey. And our response is to give like Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and immediately they left their nets and followed him. Verse 20 again, and immediately he called them and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired servant and followed him. See, hero's adventure does require we make some costly sacrifices. You know, as I was watching I, I had to watch more of The Hobbit last night. I didn't watch the whole thing. But I got to the part where all the dwarves came over and they, they wanted uh, Bilbo to be their burglar and they, and they gave him a contract. And this contract uh, rolled out of all the things. And on there were some flip outs that said, oh yeah, here's you might get maimed, you might get dismembered, you might get uh, burned alive, all these things. And, and he's just, the risk of going on this adventure really hit him and he fell over and, uh, and passed out. Um, because it, it is true that this venture to follow Jesus is costly. It's pricey. For Peter and these guys, it was a career change. Leaving a lifestyle they knew. And yet for us, probably the greatest sacrifice we will give is who or what is going to be in that central place of influence in our life? Will it be our will or Jesus' will? These guys chose to surrender to the will of Jesus, and yes, it cost them. Yes, it is a sacrifice and costly to take on God's hero adventure. Jesus tells a story about this, of a happening that happened to him as he was teaching and going along. And I'd like you to actually turn there. You're in Mark chapter 1. Turn over to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10, verse 17. It's called the story of the rich young ruler. Let me just read it for you. As he, Jesus, was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one 
is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, teacher, I, all these things I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, you lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. See, this guy was, this rich young ruler was going after perfection, not passion. He could follow the rules, but his heart was not with Jesus. You know, you know it's like those people who uh, play, game, play a game and they are so into the rules or so into winning, they s- forgot it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> you know, that maybe you are one. <laughs> uh, now, sure, we are to strive to live life God's way but motivated out of love. It's, it's like a friendship or a marriage. How awful if we went through obligatory motions with our friends or our spouses. Okay, I'm supposed to give you a gift. Here it is. Hope you enjoy it. Okay, yeah, it's, it's Friday night. It's supposed to be our date night. I guess we better go somewhere, you know, so we can look like we're married. Not talk the whole time. Always be on your phone. <laughs> I'm just going through the motions. No, it should be, I I was thinking of you and I saw this in the store and oh my gosh, it reminded me of you and take this gift. It's just, it's from my heart. It's it's not expensive, but it's just, it's something when I thought about you here, take it. Boy, you look at that and go, wow. Or you're going out on a Friday night and you go, oh man, I cannot wait to be out with my wife, my husband. Wow, what a great time. I just love to miss them so much that all throughout the week we've been so busy with kids and work and now we get a chance to just be together, look inside across the table for each other over dinner and just have some great time. Oh, I cannot wait to be with you. Wouldn't you rather go out with that person? <laughs> Instead of the obligatory one? See, it's, it's love. We need to choose that, that love that, and move with passion and acting out of love and sacrifice in a, in a, in a pricey way because that's what love is. Write, write down someone you know. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8. It's the love chapter. Love is patient. Love is kind. It's not self-seeking. And in that, it's pricey. It's not just going through the motions. It's the cost of that, it, but it's worth it. On this story of the rich young ruler, Peter catches on to this and and, and then they're troubled by who can come into the kingdom. And Peter expresses in verse 28, Peter again says to him, see, we have left everything to follow you. And Jesus goes on and says, yes, you have. And you will be rewarded for that. Peter and, and, and uh, Andrew and, and John and, 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 and James, those in talking about all the disciples, they, they, they responded with passion and that, was a giving up and a sacrifice because he responding to a hero's adventure takes passion over perfection. One more feature of a 
hero's adventure is that it's powerful. And our response is it's because of Jesus, not because of ourselves. And yes, we just read about the blessings that Jesus talks about that will be blessed as he talked about the rich young ruler and and that what is lost on a hero's adventure will be returned. But even more so, Luke says it this way in Luke 6.38, given it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, we put in our lap for the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. That's powerful. And either on this side of heaven or, or when we get there, we will be blessed. But what's even greater than that is that we have the opportunity to be part of what God and is doing right here and now, and that's powerful. Jesus is changing lives for all eternity, doing good, bringing peace. I mean, look at what Peter was able to do from cool things like walking on water to leading thousands to faith to doing the miraculous and miracles and encouraging others and starting a worldwide movement. Wow, from from catching fish to all this. And and Peter wasn't perfect, not in the least. Peter uh, made many errors. You can read all about them in the Gospels. But Jesus said this of us. John 14, 12. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the work that I do and greater works than these he will do because I'm going to the Father. And we don't have to be perfect. Just a, a growing passion that believes and follows Jesus because responding to a hero's adventure takes passion over perfection. So what's going to be your response? Because a hero's adventure, yes, it's personal. So will you notice Jesus? It's private. So will you stop for Jesus? It's public. Will you feel with Jesus? It's pricey. So will you give like Jesus? And yes, it's powerful. Will you recognize it's only because of Jesus? So what is your response? Wouldn't it be great if our response was like Bilbo's? Check this out. Wouldn't that be great? I'm going on an adventure. (laughs) Could that be said of you? Where are you at in all this? Are you more like the sedentary Bilbo that doesn't want to 
mess anything up. He might be late for dinner. Or are you like the Bilbo who says, I am ready. I don't care what I need to sign. I'm on. I'd encourage you. We're going to move into a time where we just have an opportunity to reflect with God. We just call it that time of just interaction with God and give you an opportunity to talk to God about this. Maybe ask him, or what, where am I at? Am I more like the sedentary? Am I more, more jumping, moving where you want to go? God want, God's created you to be a hero and to take on a hero's adventure. And I don't know what your specific adventure is, but God knows. And he wants you to head out on it. He's called you. And he said, come and follow me. Will you do that? Uh, let's all stand for a moment. And as you are thinking about this with God, um, talk to him about this. And as this song is being played and sung, feel free to, 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 to do that and to think about that. If you'd like some prayer, uh, we have our pastors and our elders and our prayer team members. They're now taking places around our auditorium. Some are going to be on the sides over here and on the sides over here. And if you'd like to have some prayer, maybe about this whole area of, of, of stepping out on an adventure, or maybe it's just where you're at with God right now and you just need some help, or maybe you want to have prayer for something about yourself or someone else, feel free to come to one of us. We'd love to pray for you, but certainly you talk to God where you're at. Let's take this time.